Welcome to By the Fiberside, a knitting and spinning podcast from the southern edge of northern Alberta, Canada. Episode 51 New Year Wishes. It's the last night of the year. I'm a little late with this episode, partly because I had the option, and partly because I found my holiday days full of all kinds of things. But it is somewhat fitting to reflect on the past year on this last night of 2014. There have been epic finishes, like the Event Horizon Pie Shawl, my Level 3 homework, and our new house. There have been some hiccups, like the horrible move and the six-week cold, There have been good things, like family, friends, and Fibre Week. And there have been life changers, like my fibromyalgia diagnosis and getting a cat. But every year is full of finishes, hiccups, good things, and life changers. Without them, life would be stagnant and, let's face it, boring. The one constant we can hold on to throughout our lives is that change happens, whether we want it to or not. There are questions and answers arrivals and departures, beginnings and endings. Mike had a pretty tough night at work last night. When he arrived on shift, someone had passed away in the emergency room. At the end of his shift, someone else was brought in with multiple very serious injuries and lucky to be alive after they drove drunk. Change is a constant in life, and so are choices. Every new event, every new experience changes us, our perceptions, our attitudes, our reactions. Sometimes it takes time to process these events, and sometimes it happens right away. Mike has been working at the health centre for almost a year now, and this was the first time he'd been on shift when a person had died. He wasn't sure how he felt about it when he arrived home. It will take time for him to sort through his feelings, about the end of a life that he didn't know, about being in the presence of a body with no spark left, and about this ultimate inevitable ending. Myself, I have always been afraid of death. It was the source of nightmares as a child, and I still feel the holes in my heart left by my grandparents and by my dear neighbor. But I'm older now, and though I still haven't come to terms with it, I'm a bit better prepared for death. It still terrifies me, less the loss of myself than the loss of those around me. But I have lived long enough to understand the value and the necessity of the end. In ancient Greece, the fates were spinners, measuring out the length of a person's life in yarn and cutting it off when it had reached the right length. Life is not a knitting project where you can go out and buy another skein of yarn if you run out, or use a yarn that coordinates to finish the project. It is a project that begins and ends within the span of the skein of yarn. Mike has seen a lot of things since he started working in healthcare, things that, quite frankly, I'm glad to only get his descriptions of. In some cases, like the person who drove drunk yesterday, their lives changed because of a decision. Their decision last night will mean surgeries, years of physiotherapy, and a lifetime of recovery. Not all decisions are so instantly life changers, but each decision means a path not taken, a life not lived. Way back in the early 2000s, I interviewed for two jobs, and then was offered one at National Oil Well, which I accepted. The next day I got a call from the other interview to offer me a position. It was a difficult choice, especially as the interviewer tried twice to get me to reconsider. 
but I stayed with the job I had taken. If I hadn't, I never would have met Mike. We likely never would have moved to Edmonton. I might never have learned to spin. I would probably still be living in Calgary. There is a whole other life that I never lived because I chose one job over another. Sometimes I think about that life, about what it might have looked like, what pieces would be different, and what pieces would be the same. And I remember that every decision I make, from the small to the large, has the chance to change my life, for the worse or better. 2015 is six hours away as I sit here writing this. It is a fresh new year, with a whole host of unknown finishes, hiccups, good things, and life changers. I am contemplating casting on a blanket tonight, to try for one truly epic finish next year. I bought some special snacks for tonight to celebrate the ending of 2014 and the beginning of the new year, and I am definitely getting this episode out before the clock strikes midnight. So here are my wishes for you tonight and into the new year. Be safe. Be happy. Be healthy. Take the time to process the events that need processing, and always respect the decisions that you make every day. Thanks for listening. This is By the Fiberside. Fiber Week. Well, my Christmas holidays are almost over, and funnily enough, I haven't gotten as much homework done as I might have liked. Now, that said, I I did get a few things done and I still have one more day plus a weekend. So so you know what? I'm feeling okay about it. I got all of the gray the 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 blended gray skeins into my workbook. You know, it takes a long time to get a skein into your workbook cuz you have to measure it out and measure it and do all that fun stuff. But got them all in my spreadsheet. They're in the binder. Life is good. I also finished up the two hackled skeins that I needed to do, one which is a homogenous blend and one which was a multicolored blend. Now, I had hackled the homogenous blend three times at Fiber Week, but it needed one more, and I don't actually have a hackle. And I thought about, I'd actually posted on Ravelry to ask if anyone had one I could borrow for a few minutes because I still needed to do my multicolored blend as well. And then I thought, well, I've got the combs. Maybe I can like MacGyver something that will work for for just to try. And uh, for the homogenous blend, I just used one comb and I hackled it. Uh, I dizzed it off of that. And that worked for the fourth pass and that was fine. For the uh, multicolored blend, I clamped both combs onto my table and and... The tines, I mean, there was a big gap in the middle and it, it still worked okay. I made a, a stripey sort of uh, a top from three colors and it made a really nice yarn. Like it, it's really pretty and it, it worked okay. But I have this idea because dad's after me to, to come up with new things to make. And, and if dad's interested in making combs, I have this idea that it would be really cool if he could make a set of combs like like these ones that that I've borrowed, you know, sort of, you know, 4 to 5 inches in uh in width 
but have it so that they can come together and make a small hackle so that you, it's, it's a, it's a multi-purpose tool. And I have to think about how that would work. And I actually have to see if dad wants to do that as well. But I think that would be good because then you could buy one thing, you'd have your set of combs, and then you would also have something that would work as a hackle. So mom and dad are planning to come up in a couple of weeks, three actually. And, uh, and we'll sit down and talk about it then, I think, but we'll see. I, it, it'll take some thought in my head as to whether or not that would work, but then I would get the prototype. So that's, that's my whole idea if, if it would work. So if anybody has any ideas, feel free to post on either the Facebook page or the, um, or the Ravelry group, either ideas about, you know, a combination comb set and hackle or any ideas for anything that dad could make out of wood that would be fiber related. He's working on a, a, a diz and, uh, and, you know, sort of a puller for the diz at the moment. But, uh, but he's really interested in getting some more ideas out uh, from, from the fiber community about what, you know, what he could make. So I'm pretty tapped at this point. I, I don't know what else I could suggest to him. So any ideas, just feel free to post them. So yeah, so between the grays and the homogenous skein and the multicolored skein, which I just did today, um, in there in the workbook, that's 12 skeins. And tomorrow and the next day, I'm going to be working on the one fleece one. And then and then moving into, I think, cotton. And I think when I do cotton, I'm going to try and spin like a, a big skein of it. I'm going to take a look at the level five requirements because I know we have to bring a cellulose fiber for the dye day. And I might just spin a big skein of cotton. Just why not, right? You get some practice in and uh, go from there. So yes, yeah, so 12 skeins in, I'm hoping to get through the eight between by by certainly by the end of the weekend hopefully and uh and you know what it's not bad it's not it's not 100 percent where i'd like to be but i got really busy strangely enough um, how does that happen i have no idea uh over the break i haven't even started you know all the all the unpacking i wanted to do and the rearranging in the basement that i wanted to do so that didn't happen but i will try and get to it so yeah, so the plan is to do the one skein or the one fleece exercise and then move on to some of the cellulose fibers and see how they go. I should get my level three workbook back um, possibly Friday, uh, if not then next week. And I should be able to let you know how I did and start my looking at, my in my in-depth look at level three Uh, next episode. So that's the Fiber Week update. Fiber Notes. I've really been fighting starditis this week, and and I think it's probably because I, I really planned my crafting poorly when we went to Calgary for Christmas. No, I hadn't planned on taking anything but my e-spinner because I, I really wanted to kind of, you know, get through at least half of of that bra- that skein or that roving so that I could start the second half and and you know, hopefully get through that. Um 
But at the last minute, you know, we, we, I got a present from my, my friend in New Hampshire. She'd kitted up for me this really amazing shawl. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll bring it. I'll, I'll bring it to cast on. And it had needed four needle sizes. So I just brought my whole interchangeable, um, my, my, my whole interchangeable set. And then at the last, last minute, I'm like, well, I'm just going to bring one of the cross stitch, the, the, the nautical or the seafaring Santas, just in case, just, I'm going to do that. So, so I'm in the car and, and I'm casting on this shawl. And so you cast it on, on six and a half millimeter needles. And then you knit the first two rows on five millimeter needles. And so I did that. And then I realized I'd read the chart wrong and I had to tink back 279 stitches and redo the second row. And then I finished that. And then it's called to switch to four millimeter needles. And I went into my interchangeable set and there was only one four millimeter tip in it. And I went, well, okay, I guess I'm not knitting anymore this trip because that was the only knitting project I'd brought. So for the rest of the drive, I, I brought out the little Santa and, uh, and then we were just pulling into Calgary and I went, ah, oh, I forgot the, an extra bobbin at home for the e-spinner just in case I get through to, through to the halfway point. So I'm like, well, that's okay. If I get to the halfway point, then that's good. And then I can start again when I get home. Except when we were at Mike's family for Christmas day and I was spinning, Mike checked the battery and went, Hey, you've only got two bars. I'm like, well, that's okay. That's still half. Apparently it's not half. <laughs> Apparently it's like a quarter. And uh, I actually ran the battery out uh, on the e-spinner before I got to the 59.5 grams. So, so I was out of power. I hadn't brought the charger for the battery or the, the wall plug-in for my e-spinner. So I couldn't spin anymore. I couldn't knit anymore. And I only had a little cross-stitch project. So I planned really poorly for Calgary. And I know it's only 48 hours, but you know, this is, this is me we're talking about. So we're coming back and I'm like, oh, you know, and I've, you know, got all this lovely stuff. I've got books, uh, a book about a sweater. I'm really wanting to knit a sweater this year, a colorwork sweater and, and all this stuff. And, oh, I'm trying not to start everything all at once. So... Um, Mike got me a gift certificate to a yarn shop, so I'm going to use that to pick up contrasting colors for the orange sweater. And this is on Knitty. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. I have enough of a, it's a greenish tan sport weight yarn to do uh, the main color, the body color. And so I just need two contrasting colors for it. And it'll be my first steak which will be epic and scary and everything. And unfortunately, I can't actually fortify myself with alcohol because I really enjoy it when my sinuses aren't completely plugged and my eyes aren't watering. So I'll have to fortify myself with something else. I haven't even started it yet. I need the contrasting colors first, which I expect I will pick up on Friday. So I want to do that. Um, I'm thinking the blanket I'm thinking of casting on tonight is the uh, Yggdrasil Afghan. And this is just going over here. It's by Lisa Jacobs. And it is a free pattern, but it's, it's all kinds of like lovely cables. And it's got the, uh, you know, the, the Yggdrasil tree in the middle. And I'm going to make that out of 
the uh, the sweater yarn, the the uh, the four year sweater that did not fit. So I I kind of want to start that tonight. Here's the bad part. It's another one of those afghans that goes from the center out. And we all know what happened with the never-ending afghan of doom. Now, this one's a little more complicated. Should keep my interest a little better, hopefully. But uh, but we'll definitely see. So I'm, I'm tempted to cast that on tonight. It depends on, you know, when I'm actually able to sit down. The mystere, once I got home, I, I stole a 4mm tip from from a, another project that I'm not working on right now. And uh, and I got through the border. Now this is a it's a bottom up shawl. And so I've finished the the bottom. Now I switched to 3.75 and now it gets really complicated. I actually have to print out this is on my iPad, but I have to print out the page with the um, the uh, stitch symbols because there's a lot, they're in color, and it's hard to read. But it's a lot of slip stitches. It's a really beautiful shawl. It's by uh, Kitman uh, Figueroa. Anyway, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. It's simply lovely, and I can't wait to keep working on it. But again, pretty complicated, but should keep my interest. For... For... uh, for my friends that I have to send to this year, I sent them all a skein of yarn, and uh, it's uh, I, I'm calling it the Better Year Knit Along, and I gave them the choice of either a pair of socks or a scarf to knit, and so far two of them have picked the scarf. I'm not sure who the third will, what the third will pick, but I'm really tempted to do the scarf myself as well. And so that's also in the back of my head. Maybe I should cast that on tonight too. It's the Vittorio pattern by Karina Ferguson. It looks like it's going to work really well with a highly variegated yarn. And there's so many things that don't. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this will will look in in all of the different colors that uh, that we got. So I've got a bunch of stuff I want to cast on. But in terms of finishes, Mike's socks, I finished them. They fit. He wore them Christmas Eve. They were very lovely. Last night, I finished half of the Merino Silk and Yak. So I'm on to the second bobbin. Hooray! But that's pretty much it in terms of finishes. I haven't had a ton of time. And to be honest, none of my current projects, even ethereal are really inspiring me right now. So, hence the starditis. <laughs> but that's okay. You know, I'll 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 see about it and uh and just see where it goes. I mean, I have to take a look at some of the projects like whether or not like there's that tunic and I have to see whether or not I'm actually going to wear it or if I should just tear the whole thing back. So, I'll have to take a look at what I've got on the needles right now and make some decisions in the new year. And and that's a good thing to do at this point, right? Like it's time to sort of clear out, figure out, you know, if something is still going to work or not, or else you do something like spend four years knitting a sweater that you never wear and tear back right away. So, so we'll see. But that's pretty much what I've got going on right now. Um, hopefully I can hold off on starting too many things 
in the next couple of weeks. Side bet. I had wanted to do a side bet for the 50th episode, but I really couldn't think of anything to give away. So I didn't. And then in between then and now, Jessie McKittrick, who I interviewed a long time ago, she's a local designer here in Edmonton, had emailed me and said, hey, I've got a pattern in the new Nitpicks Fair Isle collection that's coming out and I have an extra copy. Is that something you'd like to give away on your podcast? And I said, that's fantastic. I think that's an excellent idea. So I have an ebook version of the Fair Isle collection that's coming out January 5th from Nitpicks. Jesse has a cushion cover uh, in this particular collection. And I mean, Fair Isle, we all love Fair Isle, right? It's color work, lovely things. So to to enter to receive this ebook version of the Feral collection from Nitpicks, all you have to do is like my page on Facebook. Anybody who's liked my page on Facebook by January thirty first, two thousand fifteen, will be entered into the draw. Um, and I know there are some people like possibly my mom and my sister and Mike who probably don't want it. Um, I'll, I'll take you guys out. If, if you win, we'll, we'll talk about it. I'll draw somebody else. But, uh, but yeah, so like my page on Facebook and, uh, and you'll be entered into this draw. By the wayside. Christmas elegance is going really quite well, at least to this point. Uh, Moving from the right-hand side to the left, what I've done is I've finished off the red section in the middle. Now, it won't look like it from the picture, because there's a whole bunch of blank spaces left. That's all beads and all metallic, and I'm doing those last. Now I've come to a point where I have to decide. I think I have to decide where I'm going to fudge. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and finish off all the dark green in the rest of the section. And I'm going to try and bring it over from the left-hand side and over to that red section. Because the in terms of, you know, if you're looking at it as a 3D model, the green goes under the red. So if I have to fudge anywhere, it would probably be best to fudge there instead of trying to, you know, either add or cut off on the left-hand side. So I'm going to work on the dark green uh, in, in the next little while and, you know, bring that over to the red section. I went and got all the beads. I want a bead right now because I think it will be so pretty. But beading is last, mostly because it's, if you're trying to keep tension, you don't want little beads sticking up. So, so yeah, but overall, I'm really happy with the way Christmas Elegance is going. I'm obsessed? No. I've been working on it a little more than one night a week. Um, I, I, I've been keeping it on the weekends only, but I am spending quite a bit of time on it on Sundays as well. 
And I mean, I do that when I'm running the Roomba, you know, I could just sit there because every once in a while I have to rescue the Roomba, it gets stuck. So I don't know, it's, it's going pretty quickly and I'm pretty happy with it in terms of, you know, the amount of progress I'm making. Anyway, I'll put up a picture and uh, yeah, I didn't get to the backstitch. I was trying to finish off that red part. So hopefully backstitch will be next time. And yeah, maybe I can get done all the dark green. There is a lot of it. I really hope I don't run out because I'm pretty sure I can't match this dye lot. But that's the By the Wayside update. Thank you for joining me for episode 51. By the Fiberside is a bi-weekly podcast, and I look forward to bringing you episode 52 on January 11th, 2015. Show notes for this episode can be found at www.bythefiberside.com. Join the discussion on Facebook or Ravelry. If you need to get in touch with me directly, you can email me at ness, as in Loch Ness, at bythefiberside.com. Thanks again for listening. This is By the Fiberside.